0: Mm -hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone back for another fantastic week ahead of us. And we have finally hit our stride, finally, second week in a row. We've actually put together, I think it's the first time we've ever had two weeks back to back of the podcast. I mean, it is slim pickings finding time to do a podcast. So thanks for joining us. And as always, Dave Richardson, the man behind the curtain that makes this all happen. Dave, welcome back to the show. Can't wait for another (laughs) great edition.
1: Thank you, Kurt. I appreciate it, and you know what? I am feeling good. It feels good to be one and zero for the first time. in the it, Leach era? That hurts me, and that's sad to me because we've had some good seasons, and you know, it, it not only the Mike Leach era, but we got to go way back. I think you maybe looked it up sometime in the Paul Wolf era. Maybe won one game uh, opening opening week um but to be one 0 it feels good there's some people that are kind of trying to poo poo a little bit on that win that we you know it was a vanilla offense they just kind of took what was given to us so i was just msu no i am celebrating okay one and feels good we have not been here in bleach sixth six year um so i'm feeling pretty good about it kurt how about you so
0: you're, you're not going to call it a lethargic 31 and oh win
1: <laughs> i'm not i so i've i've heard some people talking about that they were just saying you know we didn't really impose our will on Montana State. We didn't really try and um, pound them. It kind of just felt like Jeff Chope maybe just kind of just rolled over a little bit. I can agree with that part. But for me, that's kind of what the air raid is, and that's good coaching is you just take what the defense gives you. And, um, you know, I think we average something like seven or eight yards per play. Um, you know, right. you may like to see some more points, right. um, but... It kind of felt like towards the end of the game it was almost like we we're just trying to get it over with like okay nobody's injured really I know Andre Dillard had a little bit of an injury but let's just get this over with let's get out of here well I, th-
0: I think um, I think there just was also some just anxiety coming into sure. the game. and I, I, You know, maybe that was just from a fan perspective. And, and you would hope that Coach Leach was able to really funnel that and flush it out of the system, right, coming into that game and and really just not dwell on what's happened in the past. Like, you were definitely hoping that this was going to be your time to, to really set the tone early in the season for once. Like, mm-hmm. for once, have a chance mm-hmm. to get on the right foot. And I think that was uh, – That was a huge, huge – actually, I think it was a huge step for this program. I honestly do. I think it was a huge momentum boost for us to really come down and really put the hammer down on somebody that we should have beat from the get-go. And I mean, this would have been obviously one of the worst losses under the Mike Leach era, but we don't want to talk about that. This was – I thought it was a. I thought it was a really good win for us to move forward uh, and start one and zero. Yeah, and you're right, Dave. I looked it up. It, it was the really since I started going to WSU. It was the is the second time that we have started two and zero. Is that sad? It was such a long, long it's time since it's 2008 sad. when Paul Wolf took over. That is the second time we've started at one and zero. It's just sad. So who it,
1: did we beat? The one time, did you know? Did you? Were you find it was
0: uh, that Idaho State win.
1: Oh, great! A great win. Yeah. I think I was there for that. Yeah, I think well, Holiday threw for like a million yeah, yards in that game.
0: That was uh, that was the one win. That was his 2000 and. That was his 2010 season.
1: So, um, okay, so we we need to go. We should keep ourselves accountable the best we can because a lot of. <laughs> people who ta- make predictions usually <laughs> don't go back and say how their prediction went because it usually goes wrong and they don't like to you know lose their credibility this is fine for us we should go back i said 45 17 it was a 28 point win uh, it was a 31 point win i didn't think we'd shut them out i didn't think the defensive line would play as good as God, they did i did play lights um, out i don't feel bad about that pick i feel like Kurt, you maybe took montana to beat the spread though is that right am i remembering well, that well right? the
0: spread i believe at the time we did the show was 21
1: uh, yeah i think it was 21 i think yeah i think, I think it, was it was 21
0: <laughs> And I I I think I did pick Montana State to come this spread. So, <laughs> well, shame on me. Shame no, on absolutely. me. I guess okay. uh I guess it was just the uh the karma juju there that uh uh just that reverse psychology was and in PTSD
1: play. PTSD from past FCS. Yeah, games. I, just I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't
0: I just couldn't mentally get myself over the over the hump.
1: So People people didn't like the offense so much. I'm completely fine with it. Um, the one thing I did get wrong is prediction, I predicted three rushing touchdowns. Now we had one rushing touchdown and then we had that shovel pass I mean, do to you really, James Williams do that you, felt more like a run than really a pass. Do so you I don't really feel so count, bad about that one?
0: Do you really count those shovel passes as as uh, passing touchdowns? I mean that's I mean, my heart that's says no, pretty but the borderline, says yes. that's
1: borderline.
0: I mean well, the running backs were I guess what you what you could hang your hat on, Dave, is that the running backs were the star of the show.
1: Your your guy Booby Williams. No, oh, I yeah. mean you were talking about thirteen catches, one hundred and sixty three yards, two touchdowns. That's just big receiving. Time. Then he had big five. Time. He had a five yard average, nine carries, forty five yards, right? Um, no touchdowns that's, there, but man, uh, you gotta love what you saw on the field from James Williams. I you just,
0: can't complain one bit. I, that's big time for sure. So,
1: <laughs> and we need it so while the, the offense was maybe, um, you know. You could have thought, well, they could – I mean, I thought they could put up 45 points again against MSU. Um, the defense played way better than I thought. I mean, this is
0: – They played pretty fantastic. I,
1: I mean, I, I know Montana State had a down year last year, and they're not pro- projected to do that well this year. Right. But, you know – Mike Leach talked about FCS schools, I think two years ago, and he said, you know, in the first week, your, your one, you know, your your first team, the depth, is, is not too far off from um, the FCS level to, you know, maybe a Power 5 team, depending on which ones you're, you're looking at. It's not too far off. It's usually the depth that really separates the FCS uh, from the bigger schools. So week one, things can be a little bit tougher. Uh, it feels like every year you hear about one FCS upset or one really close game. Um, so, I don't want to just say, you know, not all FCS is terrible, but to hold any team to 28 passing yards, 28 passing yards in a pick, um, really incredible pass defense. I know they only threw the ball 12 times, but that was kind of unreal to me to then learn literally only one receiver got all those yards. Um, the D-line showed a lot more depth than I thought, but I think we've got to give credit to the to the, uh, to, to the secondary Uh, um i mean just not to have any lapses there wasn't even one play that they broke uh i I think they only got to our side of the field what twice and one was because of a fumble is that right yeah that's
0: yeah 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 it was the fumble that uh was it did it was
1: um isaiah johnson uh,
0: yeah johnson matt yeah on the later part of that second quarter i thought that was actually a crucial moment for us to go down and score and put this game away and we actually ended up fumbling it away, and I got pretty pissed because I felt like that was almost a moment where the door was still somewhat open for them to come back. But the way that defense was playing, there was no shot—not a shot at all. Sure. Her- Her- Hercules matafa was in the backfield all night,
1: all night. All night. I mean, and Daniel Ekwale is really good. I mean, our, our we we you know kind of thought that the 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 first team D line w- will do pretty well. Uh, the depth there is kind of what worries us. But, I mean, I didn't think they – I thought Montana State would be able to run more than they did. I mean, they guys – I'm looking at the box was, right here. They averaged 3.2, 3.7. This guy averaged 5.5. He only had four carries. Um, I mean, they, they didn't have anything going on. I mean, they were just abysmal on offense. To shut anyone out – I think it goes back to what you're saying. Like this was a big win um, for the Cougs in the sense that you know you saw Roy Manning on Twitter after the game saying the curse is broken. We're one and zero. Like clearly the coaches w- were aware of what happens, and it just gets you on the on the right foot right away. Because if you lose that first game, it kind of feels like the season's a-, a bit of a waste. You'll always look back to the last few years. Well, what would have if right, we won that one right. more game? It just it just hang it just hangs with you forever. And to totally. have that, you feel like you can- you're free now to have what could be a really good season. And so I like that there's kind of an, a a, a redeem like a redemption element, even though it was an FCS game that going into Boise State, yeah. where we lost them last year on a game where I feel like in a lot of ways we outplayed them. Um, so you would hope that last you know won't take this for granted. They they won't overlook Boise State by any means.
0: I mean, you hope not. <laughs> I mean, I, I would hope that you would be able to come back together and get ready for another game. And really, it's a, I think it's a big test. I mean, I think a lot of people are sort of sleeping on Boise State a little bit because of how they looked against uh, Troy last week. Offense obviously had really some struggles. The defense is pretty good, and I think Washington State's really going to have to find a way to force the ball. I wouldn't say force the ball, but they're going to have to find a way to push the ball down the field. Uh, Luke really took what was given to him, and that's that's kind of his mo. And so I think this is going to be a game where it's going to really test to see if he can, um, you know, put together a, a really solid performance and really put his team on his back because he's really going to be really be the most important player coming in to Saturday's ball game. And so I think that's going to be really what hinges on whether Luke can really test that secondary. A Boise State and really put the pressure on them. And that will certainly open up the floodgates for those running backs. So Luke's really going to have to come out and, and play a really stellar ball game for, for Washington State to really move the ball. Those, those running backs are good, but I think a lot of what Luke does in the passing game and, and what, what a lot of that scheme does really opens things up for them. And Boise State's pretty good on defense. They're darn good. And they held a pretty good Troy team, a Troy team that was darn good last year. Um, Boise State yeah. pretty much hampered them down a little bit. And so I think, I think Troy ended up – one of their scores was on a pick six, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. um, okay. So I think that's, that, that just shows you what uh, Boise State's defense was able to do a week ago.
1: Are you, so. are you surprised by the spread? I want to say, is, is it 105 t- half? Point spread, it, w- it was like eight and a half or something. I think it went up. I know it's at least ten points, double digits. Uh, that The Cougs are favored by in this game. Does that surprise you that the Cougs are favored by that much? Hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. I think. Um,
1: I don't feel good about that.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm in a little, I'm a little wager pool right now, and I right. definitely. What's the wager on? I definitely. Well, it's not necessarily. We just, we're just picking, picking games based on the spread, and I definitely took. Boise State to cover this right? I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's actually going to be not a close game in the fact that WSU is really going to play poorly. I think WSU is going to play really well, and I also think Bo- Boise State is going to play well, and I think it's just going to be a really, really fun, good game to watch in Pullman. So yep. I think yep. I think there's going to be some opportunities on both sides of the football for um, the offensive defense to make plays. Luke's going to score some touchdowns, but I think also Boise State. This new they've got this little weird quarterback situation right now. Uh-huh. Their, their head uh-huh. their, their head coach isn't wanting to call it a quarterback controversy or quarterback competition right now. But you would have to imagine the way in the history of WSU stopping those mobile quarterbacks, uh-huh. um, they're going to have a tough, tough time really keeping their 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 hands on him throughout the entire ballgame if he's able to get it outside the pocket. And right. So that could, yeah. po- you, that could pose weirdly, some issues.
1: You weirdly want Ripon to play. Kind of, yeah. You
0: know? I, I think and like, he looked um, terrible
1: last week. And he had, what, didn't he throw like four picks against us last year? Shalom Luwani had two of them. Yeah, he, and he's, he's, I don't know, I don't think he, he's made up to
0: be what everybody thought he was being.
1: Well, he, he, was a, he was a huge recruit um, out of Spokane, and it came out of WSU and BSU, and it just felt so, like, right for him to go to WSU. It just seemed like, you know, he saw pictures of Mike Leach going to the games. He ran this offense where he just passed it a million times. You think he would love it at WCU? His uncle, you know, famously Mark Rippin. Um, and, and then Boise State kind of stole him, and he said it was like one of the toughest decisions of his life, and it kind of is what it is, which is a bummer. Um, and always, you know what, kind of feels like Boise State does that every year. kind of feels like Boise State steals someone or takes a recruit from the Northwest. You're like, gosh, this is a really high recruit. I wish we right. were going our way. Um, so I don't see anyone so down on Boise State this year. Last year, they were 10-3. and You know, Brett Rippin. now, he did have some struggles, but... I- feel like he might have been like the freshman mountain west player of the year last year i might be wrong and i might need to fact yeah. check myself um but i you know i was i was reading a, a, a boise state blog before this and they were basically saying there is no quarterback controversy it's it's ripping that's yeah. it um you know i just being a, a defense that practices against the air raid week in and week out I feel more comfortable in some ways, which I know it feels weird after we just throttled Montana State's very much so rushing offense. But almost feel better going into passing offense than I do a rushing offense. Um, But I don't see how how, the spread has gotten even higher. How it's climbed ten? I feel like it. WCU is favored by ten. Okay, it's at ten. I feel like WCU feels like a more complete team, and I'm going to pick WCU to win this game. But I. I def, I'm with you. I mean, I, I do not see it being a 10-point win. I would love that. My heart would love that. Um, but Boise State, you know, their offense was vanilla last week. Um, but Brian Harson, I feel like for the most part, is a pretty good offensive mind. Um, and I wouldn't put it past him to be able to score points. Um, so I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, but what do you think? Do you got a points prediction for me, you know, walking out of the stadium? Or, well, unfortunately, I don't – are you going to this game? Is that right? Yeah, I'll
0: be there. That's I'll be right. there. Um I think uh yeah, I, I I don't think it's gonna be because Boise State's defense is pretty good, I just don't think he's it's really gonna be that high scoring of a game and so high scoring in in terms of what Washington State can do to a lot of different teams. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be in the in the thirties. Like I, I would say it's probably gonna be somewhere in the in the realm of probably a thirty five twenty eight win for Washington State. so they're gonna, Yeah, right. they're going to win by a touchdown. Um, I don't think – I think the game is going to be tight, but I think Washington State's going to be walking out there with a, pretty much a touchdown win. I don't think it's going to be the game-winning touchdown, but I think the defense is going to hold on.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's that's pretty close to what I'm thinking. I'm thinking 31-28. I think it's going to be a lot Ooh, closer. Ooh, even closer. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I, I, I know picking the Cougs go 31 back-to-back weeks, but um, – you know, like you said, I just feel like Boise State's a sound team. I, I do feel like they've got some good coaching, and I, I don't feel confident that that is going to just blow this one out. Um, I think it could be. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. But I see, I see Luke Falk having a good game. I see Tavares Martin having a really good game. That's that's my prediction for for my X factor to not really an X factor because he's you know, one of the stars on offense, but the guy who's really going to shine that week. Um, so I still feel like it's going to be a win. I feel like. This just when happens. I just feel like there's a lot of momentum for this to really feel like one of one of our best years, you know. Um, and this is a Cougar podcast, so clearly we have some bias to this. But reading <laughs> Stephanie Lowe's um, article on that on the senior team. I just loved how, you know, they had these interviews. It was talking to the players where it was like, I don't think we've really had our moment yet. You know, we've brought the program from ashes to being really respectable to being a really quality Pac-12 team. I'm not sure we've really had that signature win, that signature moment, that signature bowl win. You know, they won, uh, you know, down in um, El Paso, the Sun Bowl, you know, beating the Ducks and double overtime for the first time. Those are big wins. But I feel like this – I don't – I I feel like I've learned so many times not to get my heart too excited for this, Like there's something about it as I feel like this could be the year where we just get that win. It just feels like this, you know, maybe comes maybe it doesn't come to the bowl game, but like this was this could be like one of the highlights. And, you know, I just feel like BSU beating Boise State could really get us on that path. On that track. Cur- there's also a ton of hate for Boise State among the Washington State fan base. You're a Tons. hater yourself. Oh yeah, you I'm a little forming bit. as a BSU hater. Well, I think what, where the hate comes from.
0: I, it really just comes from the fact that um, <laughs> they got so much recognition for beating piss poor teams, <laughs> but and then they would always find a way to beat the big time team. Like yeah. I've always, I've always. Felt like if Boise State was in the Pac twelve, they would be nowhere near where they were where they were at when Chris Peterson was head coach. Like, okay. I don't think Chris Peterson would even be the head coach at Washington and in, in having that high profile job because I think he'd be out of a job. Um, or maybe maybe still there at Boise State because it's he'd a be a competent coach. coach and he'd probably he'd probably had taken them to you know ten straight bowl wins or whatever. Um, he was he was a, he's a good coach. Obviously, he's a great coach. There's no denying yeah, yeah, that yeah. fact. And but I just think that if if Boise State was in a conference in their heyday, quote unquote, that if they were in the in a conference like the Pac-12, week in week out playing powerhouses. That and you don't have a full, like, month and a half to prepare for a big game, then I think you're, you're, you're going to see a much different Boise State team. So I've always kind of had this just people, especially from Boise State, always bitched about them not getting enough recognition, and I felt like they were getting way too much recognition. So, so funny. I it's don't know.
1: So much like if you've, you know, following people on like other Coug fans and stuff just yeah, on social media this week, there's so much – Boise State, so 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 I have have never felt that way, and um, my bias comes from the fact that um, my dad g- spent part of his childhood in Boise growing up, and we go visit every summer. And I just I think it's a great city. I always really enjoyed it, I have a lot oh, of fun memories a great there growing city, up. And sure. so, I was like, cool Boise State, yeah. I mean, I want to I want to support support that area, and then they win football games. I'm like, this is awesome. And then just what you said, everyone would knock them saying well, they can't beat the big team, or, you know, they, they play in a crap conference. And they the whack was really a crap conference. That's absolutely it was true. Terrible. Other than every every single time they were in a major game, when they had to go to Georgia, when they played the Ducks in their heyday, when they'd have the TCU, they just won every single time. Like, I, I really can't think of a time when Boise State really fell on its face. And, of course, the Oklahoma game being – I don't. I don't think it's arguable. I mean, maybe the Rose Bowl with USC and Texas, but I think, I think the Boise State Oklahoma game is the greatest football game I've ever watched. And um, huh. might might go down that way in our lifetime. Right. I, I think they're legit. They always have. Well, you know, more in the Chris Peterson area, but they feel like they always had a first round draft pick. Yeah. Like I don't know what it was, but there's always some corner Somebody or some Brian Clay, some offensive tackle, someone that would go yeah. and perform well. So I feel like they had really good talent comes from is being an inland northwest team similar to WSU they you know they are kind of a junior college if you ever visited Boise State it's not very prominent you can just drive right by it not even notice it it's a commuter school uh it's it's an easy school to get it's an easier school to get into so um athletes that couldn't maybe cut it in the Pac-12 academically will go to BSU so you end up getting some really good athletes um uh that just don't qualify for for the pac-12 and, and it kind of feels like well you know we're in the pac-12 we're wsu so we should be better but boise state has by far and away at least in my fandom been a much better football program um but i feel like it'd be a big win to be to be bsu even being a 10-point favorite i just feel like a team that beat us last year that had double digit wins um that's really a, i feel like a solid program even though they lost chris peterson uh, would be excellent. Uh, I love that we're playing at home for this game. I, I, people hate on this five game home stretch thing. It's weird. I'm 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 happy about it right now. So um,
0: can't complain.
1: Feeling good. Good.
0: Well, we don't want to dwell too much. We got a lot to get to. So um, I think we, we both. I think we yeah. I think we both feel pretty confident about this week. You know, I shouldn't say. We feel confident in the fact that the Cougs are going to pull out a victory.
1: Right. So, yeah, we're both on board. I
0: think I think we're going to be pretty excited about walking out of Pullman with uh with the victory and being 2-0. I mean, that Okay, we talked about being 1-0, right? Being 2-0. <laughs> I mean, we were 2-0? I might have to go back to the record books here to find a way to see what like I, It had it, it probably had to be like a 2003 season. I mean, that's that's my guess. So Yeah.
1: yeah that's, eh, that's that's pretty sad. Yeah, 13. Yeah, over 10 years ago, which yeah. is <laughs> which is extra sad to think about. But, yeah. okay, feeling good. We both got the Cougs winning a close one. Yeah. The Seahawks, Kurt, have been making a lot of moves, okay? Preseason's Ouch. over. They cut a lot of players. They made a lot of trades. And I'm pumped about one of the trades. I think you know which one. How oh, are you yeah. feeling about the Seahawks this year? What's the buzz like up in Seattle?
0: They're going to win a Super Bowl. They're, <laughs> I mean, this is a Super Bowl contending team for <gasps> yeah. sure. I, I feel... I don't know, man. Just just in the air, you just feel that the that the the Hawks are in a position, uh, not only with the division as well, because the division I don't think is quite as strong as it maybe has been in in years past. Because I don't think the Cardinals are. I think the Cardinals are slipping a little bit with their with the age of their quarterback. Obviously, the Cardinals' defense is pretty good, so they're going to put up a good fight in the division. But that, I just think the way the division set up for the Seahawks, and they really have found a way to kind of fight through this transition of losing Marshawn because essentially I felt like we, we played fantastic defense, and if the defense can stay healthy, this defense is going to be the number one defense in the NFL again. But it it also really comes down to the run game, right? And and it has to do do with the men up front. But it really comes down to the run game. And I honestly think this is going to be one of our best, one of our better years of running the football since 2013. So I think I'm all in. I'm all in on Eddie Lacy. I'm all in on Chris Carson. And I'm all in on uh, CJ Proceis and... Thomas Rawls and Thomas All Rawls right, when he's yeah. healthy. So yeah. I, I the thing is, Rawls is just constantly banged up, and so I can't I can't get too excited on his fact because he's yet to be able to sustain long term success. So I'm gonna put him on the bubble, but we've got we've got a, a running back that runs a lot similar to Marshawn. Now is he as good as Marshawn? Probably not. But he gives you the best chance to do what Marshawn did in 2013 and 14 when we went to back-to-back Super Bowls. And I think we Absolutely. have that in, in Lacey, but it really comes down to the guys up front. It was a super big loss to lose George Fant. That, that yeah, was huge that was a real because he was actually making a big turn for the better, and he was actually becoming more of a competent left tackle. Well, and, of course, I, he goes true. down. I there was I, honestly there was some really high optimism. Now obviously I'm trusting yeah. the people that are talking on the radio and what I'm reading. Like you know, you got to take it for what it's worth, the information. But from what for what I was gathering is that people were becoming were coming around on George fan as becoming kind of, a
1: substantial
0: left yeah, tackle, just, the ability okay. to keep keep Russell on his
1: feet. I don't want to be a pessimist, but I almost felt like the bar was so low for George Fant being a basketball no, player that true. was undrafted. They just put over there. That struggled a bunch last year. Was like, hey, as long as you just like kind of push your hands towards them, like we're gonna be stoked because Russell Wilson can you know buy time or get the ball out quick if he needs to, and that would be way better than last year. And it almost, I, like, again, I, I, don't, I don't like being a half glass empty kind of person, but it almost feels like when you talk about like an actor like posthumously or a president it seems like they're like the best president or the best actor ever for some reason after the fact and i almost feel that way with this injury where it's like ah oh, you know the bar's kind of low if he does well then we're going to be really we just need an average o line but then we went down it was like well, he was going to be great, and now it's way worse that we lost him. I don't know. I kind of got that sense. I, well, I was I like, think, is he really? Is this is second year really playing left tackle. But, I don't know. I but, had some doubts.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. but I think where where people are really coming from is the, is the world of continuity. And so you were really going to have George Fant – in a position in the second year in a row starting there and becoming more familiar with what his role and what his job is and working with the rest of the guys around him, right? And so the offensive line is all about continuity, communication, knowing who's getting who. Right, and so, and having that communication and and knowing where people are at now, you now, now the and the problem was is that because the Seahawks offensive line has been so bad over the last few years and been trying to find guys to fill the holes, the the depth behind him now you're now you're really digging into some unknowns to find a replacement. So you're living in the world of next man up, but unfortunately, that was an opportunity for the Seahawks. Because of the, things, the thing is, the thing is, and I could be totally wrong. We could all be totally wrong. But it, losing George Fant was not a step forward. That's the thing. Yeah, like losing sure, him was sure. not a step forward. It was definitely you're a. Wrong. It was definitely a, a loss in the fact that we lost a guy that started with us pretty much every game last year. And was able to come back, have a really good off season. He's looked decent in training camp, and unfortunately goes down with a knee injury in a in a exhibition game.
1: Well, so, you know, I, it kind of reminds me it you know it kind of reminds me of Gary Gilliam. You know, from, yeah. from last year where we had him the year before, and then we we're seeing these pictures of him working out and how he looked he looked huge, he looked ripped, really excited about his progress. And Gary Gilliam was pretty poor last year and then ended up signing with the 49ers. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I agree with you, the continuity that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's value. It's definitely not a step forward losing him. I I really don't think this offensive line is gonna be as bad as people think. Um, we just need like 2nd ranked offensive line we just need like the 20th ranked offensive line and this team has a lot of potential to do a lot of damage now the team has even when it's been a bad offensive line has always been pretty good at run blocking it's pass blocking that really struggle with and i'm all aboard the running game this year with you i think it's absolute best it's when we're a run first team that thrives off of play action um and i know that you're really high on eddie lacy i don't I don't know. I'm. There's, I'm not excited about Eddie Lacy. I can't feel it. Thomas Rawls. I'm really excited about, but he's. You're right. He's always injured. I feel like he's clear cut. The back on the roster. Um. I. I mean, the hype around Chris Carson has been really fun to see. I really hope it's true. Pete Carroll has praised him since draft day. Eddie Lacy. I think he. You know. Hopefully, he has a good week. Week one against his former team, and there's probably no Rawls. Um. And then Precise can't stay healthy either. But I mean, he's. You know. He's just electric on the field, you know, when, when he's got the ball in his hands. Um, but I just feel like any of those guys, we have so much depth. Where in the past, we're, we're getting guys like Dewan Harris starting games for us and running the football. I mean, real no names, it felt like at running back, and still getting some decent production out of them. But when you have a team that can run the ball, a CX team that can run the ball, that makes Russell Wilson really dangerous in the passing game. Now that he's healthy. Jimmy Graham's healthy. You got Doug Baldwin. We, we don't have Lockett right now. Paul Richardson is supposed to be healthy right now. Um, I just, I really like the offense, but.
0: Right. Offensive
1: line's going to be better. I, you know, one person that I just have to note that's done a huge turnaround on the offensive line, I've, I don't feel like this gets enough recognition, is people hate justin Britt. there was so much anger towards him that he was just a turnstile that he was just a traffic cone out there and was just terrible at guard he was terrible at tackle he's found a real home at center they signed to an extension he was an alternate to the pro bowl um that's a big success story for tom cable who doesn't have a lot of things to hang his hat on you know fans really seem to criticize justin Britt was a good success story people thought he was overdrafted i mean if you were two years ago, said Justin Britt is our best offensive lineman, people would have been scared at how bad everybody else must be. Um, but he's played really well, so I feel good about the offense. I feel uh, and I I feel, I feel great about the offense, and I feel a hundred times better about this defense. I cannot believe that John Schneider pulled off that trade to get Sheldon Richardson. Isn't that Sometimes incredible? Bad day. Then I'm reminded that Sheldon Richardson is on the Seattle Seahawks, and I just like I. I I can't help myself. At times I want to think like kind of be really cautious not like get too excited for the Seahawks season not be that you know cocky Seahawks fan that's kind of a stigma and then part of me is like nah Sheldon Richardson defensive MVP number one defense by far and away best right. defense in 2013 and we're going to smash we're going to go all the way through the Super Bowl. Um, what, what were your thoughts when you heard about that trade?
0: I thought it was unbelievable. I thought it was absolutely incredible not only for the fact that you like you gave away a receiver that you've been dying to get rid of. I guess, I guess it was a receiver that everybody else outside of the organization was dying to get rid of. So I think the, I think for what you got in return for what you gave away is absolutely incredible. So not only did, did we, you know, replace a spot on the roster, you know, we just didn't give a, we didn't really have to give up anything to get him. I know a second round pick is involved in that as well. So that's, you know, that's a pretty big deal. But I also think that this is really comes down to John Snyder knowing that the window of opportunity to win some Super Bowls Absolutely. is closing. And he needs to make some big-time moves to get the talent to make sure we could get back there. Because that was really sort of an issue for the Seahawks the last few years. It has really been the defensive line up front I we just haven't had quite the dominant ferocious get after the quarterback type defense since 2014 really since that's second yeah time we went and a lot of that's depth i think the 100%. starters are excellent now but you look
1: at the 2013 team and it was just is whoever you put on that d line didn't matter to be able to get after the quarterback yeah i mean you, you could put your second string guys in and they were dominant um, yeah,
0: so I think that's a huge portion, part of that. Now the depth for the, you know, if you're able to re-sign Sheldon Richardson, I think, because he's on a one-year deal now, I think you're going to be looking at a fantastic future for that defensive line with, you know, Bennett, Averill, Clark. Um, Jerron Reed. J- Reed, obviously Richardson. Yeah. Malik McDowell, Nas, Nas if he's healthy. Jones. Yeah. Um, so I think... I think that defensive line is just going to
1: filthy. So before that trade, you know, I was like, well, I think the I think the floor before this trade, I think the floor for the Seahawks is the NFC Championship game. Before the trade, I think that's the minimum. That would be disappointing if the, if they didn't make it there. And the ceiling would be a Super Bowl win. Right. When you add Sheldon Richardson, it just puts you to – I think a lot of pressure. I feel like it's Super Bowl or bust in the NFC. Um, the NFC is a little more competitive than the AFC, I think. But I just don't see – going to score on this defense there there isn't really a weakness to me that d line is, is disgusting and then you've got bobby wagner kj Wright behind and, and then you saw the legion of boom uh, after that and and you know that the legion of boom isn't going to last forever okay right. you know i think we're, what 31 for Avril and bennett too this yeah. defense is aging we're not going to have it forever we've been really lucky really fortunate to get to watch it for the years we have but for me, this feels like must-watch football. Being a Seahawks fan, I'm not sure going into a, you know, preseason. Like, I can't think of a time when I've been more excited to watch Seahawks football, um, just with the potential right now. And, and that's saying a lot for the years we've had. And, and you never know. Like, you know, One of my good friends is an Eagles fan. They've right. never been to the Super Bowl. Like, you don't know what's promised. When your team is this good, you have to soak it up and enjoy it while it's there. Because you might go through 10 years of, of, of tough stuff, now, you feel and, – and even I feel like he does a great job. Um, but taking week one, the Packers, you know, in Green Bay to beat Seattle, I, I – you know, I, clearly I'm biased, but I, I honestly – there's part of me that just feels like the Seahawks are going to smash them. The Seahawks are going to come out and just make a statement and, and, uh, and shut them down. And this is a team that I've got going pretty far in the playoffs for the Packers. Um, but I, well, I just – I can't wait. I can't wait for Sonny to see this game.
0: Yeah, I, I think – and by the way, I don't think it – what was it? It was 1999? 1999 was the last time the Seahawks won in Green Bay. Is that wild to think Ooh. about? It's a long, long time. It was actually the game that Mike Holmgren came back after winning the Super Bowl or winning with Green Bay. He came to, uh, He came to Seattle and in his first game of the season with Seattle, he went to Green Bay and ended up winning. That was the last time that the Seahawks won in 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 Lambeau. So it's been a while. It's going to be a challenge for sure. But I think, the, I think there's another huge piece to the Seahawks making that run this year, Dave. And it comes down to that schedule. The schedule is super favorable for mm. them to make that run. You don't have any back-to-back weeks of going to the – to the East Coast, you don't. You only have one 10 a.m. start time, and that's against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You don't have two back-to-back road games in general, so you don't even go on the road twice back-to-back, back-to-back weeks. Now you do play the Rams, and you do play the Giants back-to-back on the road, but you do have a buy in between those. So the and just the way just the teams that are playing what is the buy. Uh, it would be the week of uh, October twenty. 20- or excuse me, October fifteenth.
1: Oh, it's week six.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. Is that right? It's October fifteenth would be the bye okay. week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I think I think that's just a just the way it sets up. You know, they've got some they've got some really good teams on the schedule. I mean the Giants are gonna be pretty decent. They have a good defense, they're gonna score. Texans have a good defense, obviously the Cardinals, Falcons, yeah. that's gonna be a fantastic uh, that's kind of turning into a little bit of a rivalry there, so that's going to be a good game. Then, when you really look at it, though, Dave, after that Falcons game, you've got Niners, Eagles, Jaguars, Rams, Cowboys in week six, uh, week sixteen. I mean, I think there's a really good stretch that the Seahawks can find a way to get hot at that later part of the season, and and find their way of getting into the into the postseason on a good run. Maybe having to come down to the division with the Cardinals on that last game of the season. I hope nah. not. I hope not. I don't think so. No. But, but, uh, but I don't think the Cardinals. I think, like I mentioned at the beginning, I think the Cardinals are in a position where they're aging just like their quarterback, and and, and really they're just going to go as far as Carson Palmer takes them, and he's becoming a very old man. So I there's don't know. A, there's a
1: lot of hype around this Cardinals team. I've come to learn, and uh, they're going to have with, a good with defense with David Johnson with Carson. Palmer people keep it feels like every year it's like Carson Palmer is gonna make the resurgence and you know what he's had some good years and you got to feel pretty good with him at quarterback but I don't know what it is there's just something that just doesn't sell me about that Cardinals team that really get over the hump and I think it's I think it's past playoffs for them you know they've had times when it's like wow this is their year I think they you know they win 10 plus games and they roll into the playoffs and they get blown out by someone Green Bay or Carolina and they just kind of poop the bed and I don't know I don't I don't I, I love David Johnson in the sense um, that I've had him on my fantasy football team, and I'm I really like what I've seen. The talent is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think he might regress a little bit this year. Larry Fitzgerald is another year older. He'll be solid. Um, I don't know. That doesn't feel like there's there's many more pieces to that team that makes him that much more dangerous than last year. They had an off year last year, so I think they'll they'll bounce back. But I, I see the Seahawks winning the division uh, for sure. Um, so. I mean, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I do. I want to get your your Super Bowl picks um, hmm. for for the 2017 season.
0: Well, it's going to be it's going to be that AFC is going to be interesting now that the Patriots have lost that first game of the season. They looked pretty brutal, and the Chiefs looked darn good. And I, I love it. Oh, trust me. That. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved it as well. But I do. Th- I don't want to overreact. Tweak one, right? Week one is like is like the first three weeks of yeah Major League Baseball.
1: So there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of there the smoke is, years there's there's
0: a them. lot to be played. And guess what? The Chiefs are really good. The Chiefs are good. And guess what? The Chiefs have always played the Patriots really close. Like there just hasn't been a dominant performance by the Patriots over the Chiefs in the last few years. So Andy Reid finds a way to get his guys ready to play. So, I mean, when you look at the AFC, you have to throw. You, I think you have to put the um, the Patriots in the mix. Then you're also going to look at teams like. Can the Steelers put put it together? Can they stop somebody? Mm-hmm. Because the Steelers, that offense, oh boy, that offense is stupid good. He's yeah. Beth and Roethlisberger's got some of the best tools around him to succeed. It's really just going to come down to that defense. So I think you could potentially see a Steelers-Patriots Steelers, AFC championship. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to come out of the West – at all, I think the Denver Broncos are in trouble. You could potentially see the Raiders in the mix as well. Raiders are going to be a re-
1: sexy pick for a lot of. It's people. a
0: really good team. They've got a ton of weapons on
1: offense. They've know. got a I'm so-so a defense. I'm not, I'm not a hater. I just don't see it.
0: They've got a so-so defense. I think Marshawn Lynch is going to be one of the top five running backs in the NFL. This season, I think Marshawn Lynch is going to have a banana season. <laughs> Behind the second best, I,
1: I agree with you. I think, I you know, I, I think Marshawn Lynch will have a very good season. A lot of people in, in on the AFC side, they're kind of sexy picks this year. Are the Raiders and the Titans, and I like the Titans more than the Raiders. The Raiders are in a very tough division. Um, Denver, they kind KC, of, but kind of aren't even the Chargers. I think those are all good teams. Uh, Denver's defense is no joke. Casey's defense is no joke, and. Yeah. And the Chargers don't really have a great defense, but they've got a, a pretty good darn offense. Uh, if Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon stay healthy, I think it's pretty potent. Uh, the Raiders won something crazy like seven games less than seven points last year. Um, they won a lot of really close games. I think they're going to regress more to the mean. Those will be more of a toss-up. The defense mm-hmm. is not any better to me. Khalil Mack is incredible. He cannot play every position. Right. I think it's kind of a sexy pick because people want to see something new in the AFC, um and I think people think Derek Carr's a little bit better than he is. Um, you know he, he's he's a solid quarterback, but he he's he's not Drew Brees like some people are are, are kind of ho- hoping and anointing he'll be. Um, I, I I see them making the playoffs as a wild card team, the Raiders, and probably probably losing first round. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that high on them, but I agree with you. If we're gonna talk AFC, the same page here. I've got um. I've got Patriots and Steelers in the AFC
0: there's championship just, game. It, they're
1: just sorry, what was that? I'm going with I'm going with uh, Patriots and Steelers. In yeah, the AFC I championship think game. you really
0: have to look at the at the at the conference, and those are really the two teams that really stand out to you. I mean, there's just a lot of bad teams in the AFC. I mean, they're just, I mean, the AFC South really is. Are gonna be a dumpster fire this season. Houston's defense is really
1: good. But what about the Titans? The, I mean, I the, the Titans, Titans are gonna it,
0: be good. They're proud. The Titans are gonna fight the Texans to win the division.
1: Sure.
0: So, and I think the Titans are right there. I think the Titans are right there. I don't know if they're ready to make the next step over the over the hump. The thing is, like, Oakland Raiders last season were where the Tennessee Titans were this season. That's where I, that's the reason why I have the Oakland Raiders over them because the Raiders yeah. were there in the playoffs last year, and I think they're going to be making that step forward. So I think, um, yeah, I think you're going to be looking at a Patriots Steelers.
1: Conference who do you got? Title. Who do you got winning that game? I've got to have. You got to
0: have. Uh, you want me? You want a, You want a hot take here, Dave? I think I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win the AFC. Yeah, sure. AFC We're title. Step in step. I was hoping we'd have a little bit of contrast. I know, but I, I know. think it's the
1: Steelers too. I
0: think the Steelers might have it. It just really comes down to that defense. Defense isn't really the, this defense that took them to a couple Super Bowls early on in Ben Roethlisberger's career. It's not quite that good, um, but I think it'll be good enough to keep them in games, and they're going to score points in bunches.
1: So they are. It's disgusting. Their offense is arguably the best in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at the team, Le- Le'Veon Bell, even their running even their even their rookie running back, James Conner, I love that draft pick. Yeah. And then Mar- Mar- Martavis Bryant would be a number one wide receiver on a lot of teams in the NFL. I think he's gonna go off this year. Antonio Brown arguably he's gotta be in your top. Minimum, I I'd probably rank him the number one best wide receiver in football. Um, and Ben Rosberg has this frustrating kind of knack to win games. The Steelers a few years ago transitioned from a running team that played good defense right. to a pretty pass happy offense, uh, and they win games. Right. Um, and and I really liked their other draft pick, TJ Watt, JJ's brother. Yeah, uh, the dude was a boss at Wisconsin and made a lot of plays and he's had a really good preseason he beat out uh, James Harrison um, and they made some moves to address their defense they trade for J.J. Wilcox from Tampa Bay they signed Joe Hayden to a deal uh, No, those aren't game, you know, world changing moves but they, they realize hey we gotta we got shore this up a little bit uh, to get by um, so I see the Steelers being in the Super Bowl but on the flip side Kurt how are you feeling about the NFC
0: it's gonna come down to the Packers and Seahawks
1: Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, we were you know what? I going into this podcast, I was about to pick that same but I flipped. I flipped mm-hmm. I flipped the Packers out.
0: You went the Falcons, didn't
1: you? I didn't go Falcons. I see the Ooh. hangover hurting them.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to
1: NFC East.
0: Oh, you 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 are going go to go the Giants, aren't you?
1: You know what? I think the Giants last year spent a ton of money on their defense and it was it was pretty solid landon collins is a great strong safety they've got a lot of playmakers on that team they got a good defensive line which is the giants mo when they have a good year um and i and i look at the packers and i look at the giants and the packers defense there's nothing that really stands out to me i don't know if it's really any better than last year the offense for the packers seems about the same it's very solid and i mean aaron Rodgers. Jordy Tom Brady's the best yeah. ever, but when you look at it game by game basis, Aaron Rodgers is just pure football quarterback. It's just beautiful to watch him play. Honestly, right? Um, but I i defense wins games, and, and I just I I that Giants offense is going to be really good this year. Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, Odell Beckham. Now they don't really have running back right now that we know, but the offensive line I don't think is going to be garbage. Um, and, and you know. I don't know. I just something about it. I could see Eli throwing the ball a ton this year and, and having a good year and, and, and meeting the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. So I think, I
0: think Seattle's going to win that game just because yep. they've been there before. And, and I, I think the Seahawks are actually more talented than they are, especially on defense, of course. But offensively, Seattle's right where they need to be. So they
1: got all the pieces. I mean, yeah. okay. So this is a question I want to ask you. So the Seahawks are one and two in Super Bowls, and are you know they should be three and zero. Oh. They came out on the last play and some of the worst officiating in Super Bowl history against the Steelers. Right. So right now we've got Patriots and Steelers in the Super Bowl. So I want to ask you, what would be a more rewarding victory if we're just a dream and the Seahawks are to just crush in the Super Bowl? Who would you feel better about beating the Steelers? Or the Patriots.
0: I definitely feel better about the Steelers. All right, I think right. I would. I would. I'd feel better about the Steelers, and I just want to because you really would. Because you would. You would probably have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Patriots in the other conference uh, conference title game. So either one of those teams you've lost to in the Super Bowl before.
1: So right right I think, well, who, I think so who would you want to beat more not, not necessarily who do you want to play against maybe that would be a better the thing matchup. Is, is, like, is like, what would the, feel better to, I to, think to it would feel so good redeeming. to beat I think it
0: feels so good to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only reason why is because I don't want Tom Brady in another flipping Super Bowl like I just don't want him in another Super Bowl and I don't want to give him even the slightest opportunity to win another Super Bowl and like, I just Fair. don't want that to happen.
1: So So I yeah, I agree with you. A great pick. I so if you maybe we need to do a podcast on this someday of just most painful sports moments um, in our lives. got <laughs> plenty and, of cook ones. There's probably too many Coug ones, but my I I think my number one of all time is that Steelers Super Bowl loss. I don't know if I'll ever feel that much pain around a sporting event in my life because I was I was just really getting into Seahawks football. Um I was a high schooler and, you know, we had this MVP year with Sean Alexander, and we went in, and I just remember, yeah, you know, the house is the first year ever going to the Super Bowl, and then we just had – it was more a much more painful loss than, than throwing a pick on the one-yard line. Those are both awful, but just to feel like the game was stolen from you, to feel like it was robbed from you, to feel like you outplayed them by all means, and you just felt like betrayed, felt like things were rigged, was just such a horrible – feeling and just the cockiness for Steelers fans to say they have five Super Bowls the next day going to school it just hurt me to my core it felt so good to beat the Steelers last year that to beat them in a Super Bowl to like s- to smash them in a Super Bowl would feel better than the Patriots and what worries me about the Patriots is that w- they would be in our head right away that if it if there's any goal line situations everyone would be on the edge of their seat you know waiting for the Seahawks to mess up i don't like I feel like the, the Patriots are already coming to that game with a little bit of a mental edge um, that, that I don't like. I would still pick the Seahawks to win that game because I really think they are a, a more talented top-to-bottom team than any team in the NFL right now. Um, but I just... To, I just, there, A bitterness grew inside me. I hate to say it towards Ben Roethlisberger that I've never gotten over. And I, I know it's not his fault. He wasn't refereeing that game, but he threw something like eight yards and two picks and, and won the Super Bowl. I mean, it was just a joke. So I would love for it to be Steelers-Seahawks Super Bowl matchup and the Seahawks to smash them.
0: Well, it's going to be. So get ready for it, Dave. That's right. Dave. <laughs> That's right. Well, Dave, we were we were trying to do our darnest to make this a, uh, a little bit of a shorter session tonight. That's right. 45 minutes was the goal. Right now we're I'm, sitting at like 51 minutes. So. Ooh, okay. I think we're I think we're pretty good. So uh, hopefully we spared everybody else the uh, extra few minutes that we typically go on and you know <laughs> use that extra time wisely, shall you? That's right. But um, no, I think excited for for this weekend. Football is in now in full swing with NFL and college football. It's the greatest time of the year. It is so much fun to have. Your weekend's packed. I have the trailer and the car packed for Saturday, hitting the road and getting this Boise State game under my belt. It's going to be a good one this weekend. Walking,
1: uh, I am excited for you. I am excited to get some some real hot takes after this game. You've got to view it with your own your own two eyes. Um, so we'll look back. Yes. We'll look back next week at at, if, uh, at our Boise State predictions, and then we'll look back at the end of the year to see if 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 our if our uh, you know our high Seahawks bias, but also you know. Very talented Seahawks team will really do it. they'll win the Super Bowl, we'll have to go back and, and, and see how close our guesses were. And same with the AFC. Me being a, a little bit of a Raiders hater this year, see if that uh, comes to fruition. And, Where? you know, I, th- I think the Titans could, could win that division too, so we'll have to check back in on that. So, uh, But I agree with you, Kurt. It's the best time of the year. The weather's still great. Um, and the first weekend with both college football and NFL, it feels like it's been a long time. I'm so ready to watch some Seahawks football.
0: I can't wait. Sunday, 1 o'clock, from Lambeau Field. We got your Seahawks taking on the Green Bay Packers. Dave, we'll be back on it next week. We'll break down everything that happened over the weekend. Get you ready for another weekend of fantastic football. Man, isn't that great? Just every week, just pile-driving into some football here in the Pacific Northwest. So, I cannot wait. Dave, thanks so much for your time tonight. It's been a great night on the Northwest Sports Fix. And... Uh, Go Cougs and go Hawks this weekend, huh?
1: Hey, go Cougs, go Hawks.
0: All right, thanks, guys. Everybody, tune in, subscribe on iTunes, Northwest Sports Fix, calling out.